0: Välkommen tillbaka i studio här på Motoria på radio rakel FM 9,3. Eh, Tusin tack till Begar som var med på ett intervju om bland annat i både norge och mittösten. Eh, Några du få höra ett inslag om noe helt annant, nämligen flagorganisering bland fanger i fängsler i USA. For det er ingen hemmelighet at forholdene i amerikanske fengsler er helt forferdelige, och att list- lista for att sperre folk inne är er väldigt veldig lav. Den siste tida har det foregått en rekke uvarslet arbeidestreiker i fengsler i flere stater i USA. Dette er organiserat av en arbeidsgruppe under Industrial Workers of the World, kort i WWE.
1: Du ska då få höra mer om detta i ett inslag laget av Truls Strand där han intervjuar asura Crispino. Och där ska du då få höra mer om tillstånd i amerikanska fängelser, om arbete fängslingar i dessa fängelser må utföra, och konsekvenserna det får också för arbetare utanför fangsna om reaktioner de modige upprörarena möter. The American prison population has reached over 2.3 million people. Different political groups try to reach and organize around this issue in different ways. We spoke to one such group that focuses on trying to organize prisoners into labor unions.
0: I'm Azzura Crispino, I work with an organization called Prison Abolition, Prisoner Solidarity or PAPS, and I'm also a member of the International Workers of the World and of IWOC, which is the Incarcerated Workers Organizing Committee within IWW, which includes any incarcerated member as well as people on the other side of the razor wire that support their efforts.
1: The IWOC union has grown to include close to a 1,000 members in 36 states. Why is such
0: a union important? In terms of Non-incarcerated workers, it's important because prison labor often competes against free labor. So we know that incarcerated workers are engaged in a lot of different labor industries. So anytime that you have workers that are getting paid 10 cents, 20 cents an hour or not at all that are competing on the market against workers that are getting paid a decent wage, Obviously, that undermines the industry on the other side of the razor wire, being able to get a fair and living wage in the same way that outsourcing labor to another country does. That's one reason why people might think of joining the struggle in terms of their own selfish interest. But in addition, I would argue that any of us are potential prisoners at any time. And you may think, oh, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I would never break the law why should I be concerned about prison conditions? But the reality of the situation is that most of us do break laws on a fairly regular basis inadvertently, and any of us could find ourselves wrongfully incarcerated for a crime that we did not commit. Because we know that, you know, the U.S. prison system and the U.S. criminal justice system are extremely racist institutions. So I think those are two good reasons for workers who are on the outside, who may not necessarily have a relationship with prisoners, to be concerned with these issues on on the basis of their own selfish interests. In addition, these are workers, and just because they're incarcerated doesn't mean that they don't deserve to be treated with dignity and compassion, and that we should be concerned with their working conditions.
1: The Incarcerated Workers Organizing Committee has existed for two years. How has the union and organization efforts been met at that time?
0: In Texas, I think that the reaction to the prisoner work stoppages specifically have been mixed. There have been a lot of people who are very supportive of prisoners going on strike who understand that a $100 copayment for somebody who's making 20 cents an hour, if anything, is unreasonable, that people being asked to work in 120 degrees in Texas without air conditioning is unreasonable, that for a worker to be told, oh, if you go and you do this shift, we won't pay you, but that will help you get out of prison faster. And then that so-called good time is never accredited to them in a way that does allow them to become free faster that I think a lot of people are beginning to have empathy and compassion regarding this. I think that one of the challenges is that often prisoners are out of sight and out of mind. And you have a group of people who is seen as being complicit in their surroundings right we have this narrative that prisoners have done something wrong and therefore they deserve to be punished for what they've done wrong and so if their conditions are horrible there are some people especially in texas who are going to look at that and say well good that means that they're being punished effectively but there are other members of the community that are beginning to realize wait a minute At some point, these people will be released back into the community. We don't want them to just be punished. We know from the rates of recidivism that when prisoners are punished, they may learn that what they did was wrong. They may also learn that what was wrong was getting caught. And there's just absolutely nothing about prisons in the United States or in Texas that is rehabilitative. Mm -hmm.
1: Organizing a union among people who are living and working in a prison setting cannot be easy. How would you say the administration have reacted to the work stoppages?
0: So what's interesting is that on one hand, the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, or TDCJ, is denying that there have been any work strikes at all. So obviously their claim is going to be that there isn't any retaliation because there's nothing happening for them to retaliate against the reality is very different. People who are engaged in work stoppages are threatened with long-term solitary confinement or find themselves in long-term solitary confinement. And we have seen that historically. For example, one of the prisoners that I support, Chinoc Lee Luna Hernandez, helped to lead a work stoppage in 1978 and found himself uh, being held on death row because at the time administrative segregation did not exist for the subsequent nine years on the basis of his work stoppage efforts. And I guarantee you that nothing has really changed in that regard since 1978. In addition, we have had reports of prisoners that have been batoned across the legs because of their involvement in organizing efforts. We've heard of at least one unit, possibly more, where prisoners were had their electricity and water cut off and then subsequently the whole pod was gassed, the whole unit was gassed. It is not uncommon for guards to refuse to give food to prisoners who are seen as leaders in work stoppages. So these are workers who are really putting their lives on the line, um, their physical safety on the line, in order to work stop.
1: The next big day of action will be a national prison strike on September 9th. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
0: September 9th is the official start. And September 9th is a very important date because it's the anniversary of the Attica uprising. A lot of people really looked to Attica as being a defining moment in history. And often people focus on the riots and the more violent nature of those riots. But I think in popular culture, remember Attica is something that has remained. And so as we are coming up on that anniversary, it was felt that this would be a really good time to galvanize people. And in addition, that that would give us some time between the original round of strikes, which began in April for people to organize on the outside in order to be able to support. So currently in Texas, prisoners are engaged in what is called a rolling work stoppage. So they may have certain shifts in which they work stop. But then the idea is that on September 9th, that's supposed to come to a grounding halt. And please understand that trying to organize around a specific date is very bold because it means that the guards are aware of what is going on. This time, though, because it's a call for a national strike, it was very important that people on the outside be advertising the beginning of this strike. That means that prison officials are very aware of the fact that September 9th is the target date, and that definitely means that they're going to be readying for a response. Obviously, that puts prisoners in a lot more danger than they normally would be. Obviously, we wish to see every single prisoner in the United States striking. What percentage will join? I think once the rubber meets the road, we'll know. I think that there are prisoners who are reticent to join the strike, not because they don't agree with the tactics or with the outcomes, but because they're scared for their own safety. And um, what we may see is that if we are able to galvanize enough outside support then some of those prisoners who are on the fence about joining in may very well, even if they're currently saying, no, I'm not planning on work stopping, once they find themselves in that situation, may very well turn around and join in the strikes. So I think at this point, both in terms of keeping our members safe and not you know, kind of showing our hand in advance, it would be a little irresponsible for me to say, oh yes, we have this many members and they're committed to striking in these units.
1: What would you recommend for any of our listeners who would like to become a part of the organizing efforts?
0: If you're curious as to how to get involved, you can first begin by joining the incarcerated workers of the world and encouraging your local IWW chapter to be more involved in IWOC. In addition, there is going to be opportunity to call in and write letters to various prison officials once strikes begin. So if we know that there are units where strikers are being retaliated against, the best way that we can keep them safe is to have people call in to those units. And it particularly gets a lot of attention when people are calling from outside of the United States. So for those of you who are thinking, but I live in Oslo, why would anybody care what I have to say? The reality is that prison officials, especially guards, get very concerned when they see what is seen as international pressure that is now coming into their community. You know, for those of you who are maybe near a U.S. embassy, having a protest on September 9th near a U.S. embassy to stand in solidarity with incarcerated workers, that is a highly effective tactic. And please, you know, feel free to get in touch with me or any members of IWAC or any other organization that is engaged in supporting prisoners if you wish to get involved.
1: This has been an interview with Asura Crispino of the Incarcerated Workers Organizing Committee of the Industrial Works of the World.